This is the MFG Cast. This summer, a tale of horror brought to you by Mark Wilson. If you're listening to this, we're probably dead. It's day three, and he won't let us be done. Buy properties, collect money, do not pass go. Do not pass go. <laughs> they don't know how important this is. You don't ever quit a game, ever. You play it to completion no matter how long it takes. Honey, the kids are starving. Can't they just have one snack? Have you mortgaged Pennsylvania Avenue yet? No. Maybe, should you ever want to see the outside world again, maybe you should. <laughs> We've been through this a hundred times. Give me two of those off-colored yellow bills. I can't take a to 200. I'm already four years old. <laughs> this summer, no one can hide from Monopoly. Hey guys, we're here. It's our third anniversary. Can you believe it? Right. Oh, makes me teary-eyed. Love it so much. We, this is really loud. I know. <laughs> Turn me down. Are you really loud? I don't know. No, you're not loud at all. I'm good. You I'm are good very from good. right where I'm sitting, actually, am which I? is awesome because I'm not next to them. Oh, my. Am I very loud? Am I very loud? I'm using a new. I'm using another mic, folks, so maybe a little louder. Okay, I'll sit back. Cool. I like sitting back. I usually have to sit forward. A little inside baseball for you. We'll show you a little more inside baseball in my pants. No. We're going to be talking about uh, kind of what we've learned and how we've done things with the MFG cast over this three years. Um Talk about some inside baseball stuff on how how a podcast get how this podcast got started and what we do and how much we don't prepare for it and it still comes out okay anyway and we'll do a few of our regular things that we like to do. We're gonna talk about now playing. We'll talk. We'll review Steam Park, which was a fun little game that we played. We'll actually do some weird games again and we'll talk about who we're thankful for and through the game community that we've come to uh, know and love. So, And also our top eight games that we've reviewed through the years. Yes, that's right. Our third anniversary top eight, where we go through all the games that we've reviewed. Well, we're not going to go through all of them, but we'll go through the top eight that we loved and then one that we did not. Yes. So top seven and one that we did not. Yeah, because if you like normal ones. Yeah. So if you're new to the podcast, that's what we do. If we do a top eight, we love to go eight is the biggest. So we're thinking you're thinking about a, a D eight dice. So higher the better. So an eight is the best. A one is a botch. So we usually like to do our great games eight through two, and then our number one is a botch or a game that we did not like usually. Critical fail. Yes, that's right. So before we get into everything, a couple of ways that you guys can help us out. We've been on here for a few years, and you know what? We don't have that many iTunes reviews. It'd be kind of nice if we had a couple more, if you guys were willing. Um, we only have, we, In the three years we've been here, we've only had seven. Uh, you know what? And I tell you, be truthful. If you think it sucks, I don't care. Go for it. It would it would make me cry, but you know what? Things happen. But if you have, you know, if you really like it, go on iTunes, put up a five star review, give us give us our day in the sun, and that would be great. Other couple of ways you can help us out is this podcast ain't free. It costs us a, a few dollars to get this thing rolling. And uh, you can always help us out if you go to Amazon.com slash MFGCast, shop as normal, buy the things that you would normally buy, and a few 
a uh, few quarters come our way. Um, if you want to buy the, uh, if you want to buy Dead of Winter, if you want to buy any of your favorite games, you know, grab a couple of those and, under the MFG Cast banner, and then a little bit comes to us. Another way you can do it too is if you go to zazzle.com slash mfgcast we're also selling a, a redshirt crew t-shirt and uh, bumper stickers for um, a decent amount of money and then a little bit of that comes our way too so if you can help us out in that that would be awesome all right now we'll get into now playing a movie brought to you by the masterful brian Sorensen. in a world where the blocks are stacked against you you need to figure out which blocks to pull and what's stacked against you this summer. I'm more of a wooden brick protector. One man knows how to piece the puzzle together. Nicholas Cage in Jenga. Light week for, or light month for me for the now playing. I'll go first. Okay. Of course, we played Steam Park for the review. What else did we play? We also, uh, I got the um, Crisis, Crisis expansion for the DC deck building game. And oh lord, is that thing a massive, what am I trying to say? It's like a, it's a, quite a challenge to behold. We actually had to play this over two game nights because if you play the impossible mode for the for the crisis expansion, uh, you're basically using a ton of cards. You're using uh, basically you do what was it ten? Do we do like ten crises? Crises? <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't remember. Yeah, and then the villains. And uh, man, when they said impo- when they put impossible mode on that, they were not kidding because that was plenty hard and. The cool th- part of that whole uh, that whole mode and expansion play is the fact that you can't buy any villains. You basically have to destroy them to get and get rid of them. And any time, most of the time, if there was a villain within the lineup, it would really cost you um, in the game. Where there was only, I think, one point where if there was a villain in there, it actually was kind of a good thing. But other than that, it was you know bad. But man, as much as much as it was kind of a marathon of wills, I actually really liked it. You know, it probably wouldn't be something I play like all of the time, mm-hmm. but it was nice to play that just to say we did it, and we actually beat it within three cards of losing. Because yep. <laughs> if you go through all the cards in the deck of the line or the the deck next to the lineup, um, then you actually would lose. So we came really close. Um, what else did I play? Um, I actually popped in an old game. I popped in Dragon Age Origins and played that a little bit for the Xbox 360. And um, I'd actually tried to start this before with a with a human warrior. And so I thought when I did it this time with a, what did I use a dwarf? I thought it would play the same story, but it actually came out from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even see some of the other guys that I had been talking to when I was playing as the warrior until like quite a few minutes within the game. Well, actually, probably an hour or hour and a half within you know into the game or whatever. So it was kind of cool to see that 
depending upon what kind of class you pick, it actually tells you a different story, which I thought that was awesome. So it's kind of cool to play that. Um, played Minecraft with my son for a little bit. Um, I've never really ever played it. I've kind of watched him play it, and man, I do respect how that gets kids to use their imagination and to get them to build things that, you know, get them to think about almost think it's like a mathematical thing where it's like, okay, this has got to go here. This is how I make a house. You know, Logan actually called me or called me in the other room. He's like, Dad, Dad, I made a house on a tree. And I'm like, what? You made a tree house? And I looked at it. It looked great. You know, he's obsessed with torches, so it's like torches are everywhere. It just makes me laugh, you know. Um, but it was really fun to, to see how well that, that teaches him things, so that was cool. I uh, played an app on the iPad, which is Crossy Road. It's kind of like Frogger, but like a, a little more quirkier. It's got like the almost like the eight bit style look to it, but the, each different character that you can get in it that does the crossy road thing, um, they have certain powers and little quirks and stuff like that. Like they've got like a wizard, and if you move the wizard, then anytime there's a tree, he like zaps the tree, and the tree lights on fire and stuff like that. And that's kind of cute, and like, and then they have like a duck and. Or a bunny, and the bunny goes really fast and stuff like that. So it's just one of those mind-suck games where it's actually, like, super fun. I really enjoyed it. Played a lot of Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter is slowly becoming one of my favorite games. Um, uh, Mike said something which I never thought I'd ever hear him say about any game, but the first time we played it, he's like, he's like, we have to review this one month so we can just play this every week. Yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. Fun game. Yep. And then I played the third episode of Game of Thrones Telltale game uh, for the iPad. Played the third episode of that. And I get. I want to talk about the story so bad, but it's like Game of Thrones, the show. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, so I won't. Yeah, don't ruin it for me. Because <laughs> yeah, I know you want to play it. And then uh, we had the uh, pleasure of playing Midnight Zombie Run from our friends at uh, Arch Nemesis Games. And if you want to know how that game shapes up for us, you can actually uh, check our review on Board Game Geek. We've got the only review that's up right now for it. And you can always let us know how you feel about our reviews, because we've done quite a few reviews for Board Game Geek now. And I'll talk a little bit more about Midnight Zombie Marathon here in a little bit. So that's it for me for now playing. What about you, Mike? Um, well, the games that we played together are the same. <laughs> so Dead of Winter and Steam Park and I don't remember what you said anymore. DC game. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um, and then I'm also playing the Game of Thrones Telltale game, but I'm only on the second episode Ooh. in it somewhere. Nice. Um, I haven't played it in a little while, so I don't even remember what's going on anymore. Um, we actually did the Fiasco live play that we recorded. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Check that out right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I also... Started playing, I found on Steam, I was looking in the free-to-play section, and I found Star Trek Online. I usually Ooh. don't play the massive multiplayer online stuff, but I'm like, eh, it's free. <laughs> so I'll try it. And it's pretty decently fun. It's like, you know, any of those other games, except for it's got the Star Trek theme, and you know, you're out in space and stuff. And I didn't play it for too long yet, but I like the fact that, unlike a lot of those massive multiplayer ones... 
it's not super glitchy so far. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you get to that point where you start running and you're just like, oh, my, I'm just skipping through <laughs> the land. You know, even on a better computer that I have now, that Star Wars one still doesn't work very well. Really? So, yeah. And then I also got, um, from HumbleBundle.com, I ended up getting one of their bundles. I'd never even heard of the site before, but I saw... The deal, I think, on Facebook, one of those side things. I'm like, oh, what's this? And it was for the International Tabletop game. They were doing a International thing. Tabletop game? Yeah. Okay. Is that what I said? You said game. I said game, yes. <laughs> <laughs> International <laughs> Tabletop Day. Um, they were doing board game, like computer games, for really cheap. So I got Ticket to Ride, uh, Small World 2, Catan, Talisman and a couple other ones that I haven't really played that much, but I'm I never played Ticket to Ride the board game. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Nice. I kind of want to get the real game now. Yep, I've been wanting to play it for a long time. Yeah, um, Talisman. I've known of the game because of Big Bang Theory. They play it on there. Oh yeah, that's one. right. That's right. So I'm like, oh, what's that game? It looks cool. And I've, now I've played it through different times on the computer, and I really like it. I think it would take quite a while if you actually had the game game. Gotcha. But um, it's pretty fun. And then it's nice to have, like, Small World and Settlers of Catan. Because, like, Settlers Settlers of Catan, we need three players. Mm-hmm. So we hardly ever have that to play anyway. And Small World I haven't picked up in so long. Yeah, we haven't nice played that play for that. a while. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of fun little things for really cheap. Um, really enjoyed playing all of those. Yeah, I'm pissed that I I didn't get that. You kept telling me about it, and I was going to do it, and I totally forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Sucks to be you. Shame on me, yes. Yep. Um, Other than that, I've just been playing my app games, so Little Alchemist still, which is fun, WWE Supercard, um, and the Transformers Tactics game are the ones I'm mainly playing right now. Are you playing the Avengers one still? Uh, Yeah, the one on Facebook. Okay. Still... I don't play it as much, but I still log in every day to get my stuff. Oh, gotcha. My, my free stuff, because yeah, if you yeah. don't log in for a day, you drop back to, like, the start of, you know, your days in. Oh, yeah. So you get better stuff once you get up to day five and just keep coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like that. most of them. I think that's how my Game of Thrones app is. It's like, you get gold after day seven, and I always forget. I'm like, damn it! Yep. <laughs> so, I always make sure. But there's always... A lot of times there's stuff going on right now. They've got an event going on for... Um, Avengers Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. where if you um, play through the whole, oh, what is it called? It's not called a season. It's it's a story of some sort. Um, as you play through it all and you get everything, all the goals achieved, you get the Hulkbuster Oh, nice. Um, Hulkbuster armor, armor for Iron Man. Man. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool. Cool. So, yeah. yeah I haven't played it. that in a while. I, I, I think I'd like to go back to it just, just to monkey with it there's tons of stuff like since you've been on there yeah i was gonna say i haven't been there in probably half a year so i'm sure there's a shit ton of stuff oh yeah it's like i told you i think the last time it's like you know they just put in the runaways there's so many characters that they've thrown in i love that that you know they threw in uh nova real recently cool um Right now, the newest Which one. Nova are you talking about? There's so many Novas. The, the young, new one, instead of <laughs> Boo. the Richard Ryder version. Yeah, Richard Ryder's the coolest. Yeah, um, yeah and like, I think the latest one that you have to buy to complete this 
story that's going on is Squirrel Girl. So, oh, nice. Yeah, that's so awesome. it just tells you how much <laughs> randomness they have for characters. Yeah. That. So it's fun that way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, I hope to eventually get... We traded... I traded for Dominion, and I've been so wanting to play that. I haven't. I know everyone in the world has played it to death, but we haven't played it in a very long time, so yeah, it'd be kind of cool to get back to it. Been a long time, and yeah, I've been craving playing that game too. So. Yeah, and plus the new expansion come, came out for it. I really want to get well, that. Tons of expansions. I know. Get for that. There's so many. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And I'm gonna have to start now. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's now playing. Are you ready for a terrific romp by Adam Taylor? Did you like Trois Colors Blue and Trois Colors Rouge? Then you're gonna love this Seven Colors of All Hues. When elitist red and conformist yellow have to make space in their lives for unconventional blue, you'll know that the sparks and the paint are gonna start flying. With colorful supporting cast, including green, orange, violet, and introducing that crazy indigo, it's sure to be the breakout hit of the summer. Red 7, the movie. Alright, so... I thought we'd just take this time. I know people don't really like anniversary specials and blah, 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 but I thought it would be kind of fun to kind of let you know behind behind the scenes, behind the scenes on uh, what we do here and how we kind of got started it and where it's kind of gone. I mean, it's it's crazy because I I had heard from, I don't know if it was even from Rick, but it was from somebody that usually podcasts take about three years for it to really get going. And... We're not, you know, we're not one of the top podcast game podcast or other board game podcast on iTunes or whatever. But you know what? Who gives a shit? You know, we're we're doing what we love, and it's been fun to just sit here and bullshit with Mike, and you know, have a few people listen to us. So, kind of how we got started is we were kind of we kind of got together for game nights, and uh, me and Rick and uh, Mike, and uh, it gotten pretty good to the point where we had a. You know, we have a game. We had a game day. It's kind of switched over the years, but for us, it's Tuesdays. Tonight is a Tuesday. Um, if you're listening to this, it's probably not. But Tuesdays is usually when our, we do our stuff. We do a podcast or we do our gaming and stuff like that. And every once in a while, we'll get get together every other weekend if we can. But uh, you know, after a couple of years of, and it's hard to specify what you would call. For me, if for some reason, I call it hardcore gaming because it's like you've got your other games, which are like what people think are gaming is Monopoly and Jenga and stuff like that, you know. And but you know, we you know we picked up you know like you know, Rick had Dominion and Mike would had Small World, and then we'd have like you know these other games that aren't the typical norm games, you know. And yeah, I think I started off bringing like. Euroclix and stuff like that. Oh, there well, you go. Rick and I used to, at our old job, we would actually play because it was a call center and when you work at night, it's pretty dead. So we actually would buy Mage Knight back then nice. from a store down the street and then we would <laughs> battle on the floor at night. So, yeah, that's kind of where I started with the nerdy game yeah. like that. And, and, too. and with all of that work, you've actually been able to keep your job. Congratulations. Well, I don't work there anymore. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. It was somewhere else. Yeah, and that, place, so. <laughs> that place was very questionable. Yes. Yeah, so then, you know, we, you know, went for, you know, 
games out of the ordinary, you know, and it, it turned into a love, you know. Uh, after a couple of years of hardcore gaming or whatever you want to call it, we decided to, me and me and Rick, I were possibly thinking about it around the same time, but finally I just was one to speak up and said, you know what, it's fun to talk about this stuff. It'd be kind of cool to get on the microphones and record stuff and get it online and just see what people think and stuff like that. And at first we, you know, we didn't know if anybody would listen, you know, we just wanted to get on the microphones and, you know, talk about it, you know. You know, so, you know, when I suggested it to Rick, he's like, well, yeah, this, you know, this seems like a good idea. You know, I've been kind of thinking about it for, you know, for quite a while now. It's just, you know, how do we do this, you know, and... uh well, I won't speak for Mike. Mike, what were you thinking when, when we first were like, hey, let's do this, you know? <laughs> and you had no clue and probably and really still don't have that much of a clue what, what podcasts are really that much about yeah, besides ours. I never listened to a podcast, and like I've said many times here, I haven't listened to a full podcast of ours even. Yeah. So How dare you, sir? Yeah, so for me it was like, okay, well, I didn't really want it. I don't care about talking that much, you know? I don't, I'm not that social yeah like you'll still when we do interviews most of the time i don't say anything if i'm here <laughs> yeah i think you've i think you've been here for i'm gonna i'm gonna say two interviews out of the 10 we've done maybe not maybe even just one uh, i was here for you were here for rich i was here for the very very first one with steven yeah yep. i didn't say anything there yep i uh, think there was at least one other one too, okay but i don't remember what it was anymore okay but so yeah. yeah so that's kind of yeah i was very hesitant to want to talk i guess <laughs> but and i was really really nervous the first few times were you really yeah because i just felt like oh i'm gonna sound stupid <laughs> you know well you don't even listen to us how would you know you, well, yeah, you just other people are going to think I sound stupid. Uh, okay. Not I'm going to okay. think I sound stupid okay. because I know I sound stupid. All right. Well, people go <laughs> when you give us a review of iTunes. Tell Mike that he's stupid so that yes. we know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So for me, it was just kind of like I don't really know what I'm doing, but sure, might as well because we're doing it on our game night. So <laughs> either don't come and do that. We you forced know. you into it. Yeah. Well, I mean. And when we started out, the podcast took so long that we didn't actually game on game night. We just did the podcast because, you know, it took forever for to figure everything out, yeah, you know? Yeah, Where now it's like we kind of crush it out really fast and then we can still play a game or two afterward, you know? Yep, yep. So. Yeah, which I, I love that that's got uh, better for us through the years and stuff like that because I remember the first couple of podcast uh, episodes, we we hit record cricket 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 we'd all look at each other like uh you know and we'd be like okay <laughs> we wouldn't even know how to say hi or you know like have an intro like hey welcome to the mfg podcast you know and but i you know i think within within the even though it got into it took getting into a rhythm i think that even at from the first couple of podcasts it kind of sucked to get started but once we got started it was just Again, doing a podcast is basically it unless it's got a weird structure to it, it's basically you're just talking 
like you're just talking to your friends about games regularly. You're just mm-hmm. talking on a microphone. You're trying to remember certain things that you want to bring up because that's what you're doing is you bring up certain topics for the podcast. But other but other than that, you know, especially with ours, it's very free form. So we just kind of do what comes natural, you know. You know what else we learned? What else through we the learn? years that it reminded me of from the very first podcast? <laughs> What's that? Is to save every once in a while. <laughs> So you yes. don't lose the whole freaking yes. podcast. Oh my god! So I think we lost the first two. Yes, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, God, I remember that. Yep, it we was just... the whole thing for a long, long yep. time, and that's like, oh, it's where is it? It's yep, gone. yep, and that, and I will definitely put that on computers. I, it is on us for not say, stopping and saving. But Rick would use his computer. I would use my computer, and well. And now I have a new one, but my old or old computer was just such a piece of shit. You never knew it was going to happen. It wouldn't warn you if there was a Windows update. It would just it would just restart and update. Mm-hmm. If you're recording a bunch of stuff, you don't realize you're not saving. It turns it off. You lose everything. You know. So that was a hassle. Yep. <laughs> um, and I will speak upon the uh, awkwardness of Mike trying to talk on the microphones. Um, at first, when when Mike was on, it was like one of those things where it was like, okay, well, I'll just I'll wait for myself to have an end so I can talk about these things. Because the first few podcasts, and I will admit, because I am a talker, and when Rick was on, he was a talker, it's hard to get a word in edgewise. Well, it was very hard because not only are you guys both talkers, but at that time, there was also a lot of beer at the table, so that ended up being more talkers. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even need beer to talk. I can talk, 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 talk. I, I'm sure listening to some of those older podcasts, though, I would guess that you can probably tell that there was alcohol being consumed, and it was getting more and more heavily consumed the longer the podcast went. <laughs> some of those got a little nuts near the end from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Um, another thing which uh, annoyed the absolute heck out of me, which I didn't, re- you know, that I didn't realize until the other day when I went back to listen to some of the old stuff just to kind of uh, um, refresh my memory. But um, at one point, when when we record, we have however mics we need for people. Um, well, actually, we can only do two mix two mics at a time because I got I have an old soundboard from a friend that um, I still I don't even think. Uh, Sean even knows that we still have this board Probably of not. his. <laughs> it's an old ass board. It can only supports two microphones. Um, so I, you know, we have uh, at one point when we first started, we had two boundary mics that we we're using, and then eventually I was able to use some birthday money and get get ourselves a nice freestanding microphone for Mike to use. And what we didn't have is we had we didn't have a good connection from the soundboard into the computer that made it sound great. And I don't even know how we came upon it eventually, but when we first did our first, gosh, I don't even know how many, it was quite a few episodes, um, the quality was so shitty because the soundboard is so old and whatever we were using to link that into the computer wasn't didn't have enough juice to make it sound clear so it was very just like 
grainy and noisy and was just like it's funny because usually when I listen to podcasts I like to go to the beginning and listen as far as I can go going back and listening to some of our old, older first couple of podcasts were very hard to take in <laughs> and I apologize to anybody who had to had to go through that but fortunately through the sheer luck of I don't know how Mike found, you know, figured this out, but we found a plug-in from his your Rocksmith, yeah, Rocksmith. game, yeah. yeah, that has a plug that goes into the board, but also can USB into the um, computer, which makes it sound pretty perfectly. So now recording is is a lot easier, and it makes editing a hell of a lot more str- less or a whole a whole lot less stressful holy shit so so that um took us a while um uh speaking on interviews i remember first when we first had our inter- our first interview with steven bonacore from stronghold games and still to this day i still have a little bit of it but i i'm like a kid trying to give a speech at a school like i'm just like i'm sweating my bowels hurt you know i'm like oh my god i think i might have to poop or throw up or both you know and i'm like oh you know and i'll make sure that everything works you know um you know we we do our interviews through skype and i use a i actually use a a boundary mic to record off the computer so we can uh hear their voice recorded into the mic to get that, but then also record our voices onto the, on, onto the mic for us talking to. And it's like, you don't, you got to be careful of that with my old, with my old computer, it would stall a lot of the times. And one of my, one of my favorite things that makes me laugh to this day is, and I wish I would have turned it down and put it at the end of the rich summer interview. But at one point when we first were going to start interviewing him, we're like, okay, Let's talk to you, Rich. And then all of a sudden, like, for some reason, my computer freaked out, Mm -hmm. made this weird loud noise, and then I hear silence. And then I hear Rich Summer go, what in the heck was that? (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, you know, it's it's like, my computer's shitty, I'm so sorry, you know, and... And what you don't realize is, you know what, these are all just regular people, regular jobs, and, you know... Everyone we've ever interviewed are very nice people. So it, you know, it's you know, it, it's funny how nervous we get. But you know, of course, you know, we, you know, we want everything to be perfect for them because they take their time out of their day to you know come talk to us, and we, you know, we don't want to fuck it up. So it's, you know, you want to have everything perfect, but you know, sometimes things are just gonna be kind of silly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it's been a good ride. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of what else I want to talk about with that too. Not much else. It's just been cool. Some of the you know some of the people that have worked with us, um, people that have kind of worked for us and stuff like that. Like Richard Shane being there from from the beginning, um, kind of coming in here here and there with uh, all the stuff that he's had to do. It's been uh, great working with him. Um, we've had uh, uh, we've had uh, uh, Mr. Urban on for a couple of episodes, and that was very nice to get him in here and get him get his opinion on some things. And he actually ended up him and uh, another guy that he works with. They actually started their uh, own podcast about movies called the Sacred Cows Podcast, where now they're talking about uh, uh, mo- uh, the movies they like and stuff like that. They're kind of going back to old movies and uh, kind of talking about it and and uh, reliving them and and 
uh, seeing if they think that this movie is still a sacred cow or if it's they've got some weird Latin version of not being a sacred cow or put out to pasture or whatever. So uh, I'd like to say we have a part in that. Yeah, we may, we uh, got them on the whole pod track train. No, not really. They did it on their own, so that's awesome that they did that. Um, we've actually um, come into contact with some uh, other podcast uh, um, veterans and stuff like that that we've become friends with. Uh, gaming nonsense or gaming nonsense uncensored. The guys at the guys at Talking Tickerbots podcast. Those guys have been great to talk to, and we're gonna I'm gonna try to get those guys in to talk on our podcast about their little podcast, which has been been well received and it's been fun to listen to it's been awesome to talk to rich summer which uh he actually started his own podcast called cardboard which he does every thursday which has been awesome to listen to because he pulls uh different uh people from the world of acting and stuff like that people that he knows and talk and talks to them about car uh, about games and stuff like that and a lot of a lot of people that he picks are people that that you wouldn't necessarily think that play board games or just starting to play board games which is really cool um this last podcast he talked to um the lineman for uh dave bakhtiari from the packers the lineman from the packers that they had the national news about him bringing the uh settlers of Catan to uh to some of the green bay packers and they have a game night where they play that mm-hmm. so that's cool that he started up that fun podcast and it's been fun to listen to that too board game hour they are a um at first, they were they had a basically a board game hour, which they had on Twitter, where um, every Monday uh, they would have a topic and they would talk about it and stuff like that. Well, now they've actually started a podcast and they're talking about it, and it's a couple of guys from uh, England that are funny as hell and they are not afraid to uh, use the cuss words like we do, so we say right on. And uh, that I get, I they have just started theirs. I think they're on like episode seven or eight, and they're already on the top top 100 top 200 other board games or whatever podcast so that that's awesome uh boards live podcast which is a, f- a fun little podcast uh where they talk about immersion in top tabletop games and rpgs who else jeez and if i if i forget if i forget some of you i'm so sorry there's just so many of you to thank uh part, party roll podcast which is a uh D podcast um and so on and so forth um, a couple of other guys, uh, a couple of other people along the way that we'd like to uh, give thanks to, too, that have helped us out along the way. Um, of course, Stephen Bonacore from Stronghold Games. I mean, from day one, he's, anytime we've needed him, he's been on the podcast. He's been more than happy to talk. He's helped us with some review games, and um, he's just been an all-around great guy. So out of everybody, and I'm not, I don't like to pick favorites, but he's He's been crucial to us and our success, so we thank him very much. We'd like to thank uh, the people at Albano Dragon Games. Uh, they've been there for us, too. We've talked about quite a few of their uh, uh, playing deck car- uh, playing cards, uh, playing card decks, and they've uh, seemed to be doing really well. So, you know, it seems like they're, they're running the gambit, the gambit on conventions and doing really well with their Ghostbusters and their Goonies decks and stuff like that, so that's been awesome. I was on one of those interviews. Oh yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's number three. Yep. Kevin Mason for interviewing us for the Invoke uh, card game that he's still working on. That uh, one I was on too. You were? Wow, you were on a lot more than I thought. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he's in Australia. He's, he's from he, America, he, but he's in Australia. He's in Australia. Yes. That's right. Uh, 
uh, John Vince for interviewing us on uh, for his uh, um, Can't Catch Me Olivia uh, card game. Uh, Jason Anarchy for doing uh, an awesome interview about his Drinking Quest game. Uh, Peter Newland um, helping us out with uh, some of his games like Z to Z and uh, Wizard Dodgeball. Um, uh, an awesome interview with Adam Waite uh, about Neum Sanctum. And hopefully, a little side note, they did the Kickstarter for this RPG. It just barely missed the funding. Everything hits me pretty hard when, when stuff happens through the podcast and stuff like this. And when that didn't fund, that actually really, really hurt my feelings because I really thought that that story and that kind of card-based RPG is something that's really lacking in in the RPG community. And they're going to try to go at it again fairly soon. So when it happens, I want you guys to be on board because I think this is something that needs to be out there. And I think I think Adam and everybody at uh, the Neon, Neon Sanctum crew that you know that has been so nice to us um i'd also also love to give a a big thanks to uh ken and mike adams and alex jarzabinski from battle bards talking to us about their battle bards kickstarter um if you haven't seen the news they're actually going to rebrand it where they had the uh subscription kickstarter where you could pay so much a month for a subscription but now they're going to go to like almost an itunes format where you pay per track so it's like if you want a sound effect it's 20 cents if you want a if you want some dialogue like some dracona uh draconic language or you know like an orc walking through a forest or something like that you pay 60 cents or if you want a nice piece of music you pay a dollar and i think with this rebrand with this rebranding it's going to make theirs uh, make their brand way a lot more successful, which is going to be awesome. And also, they're lowering their funding goal, where we used to be ten thousand, now it's going to be five thousand, and they're going to front the money for all of the um, all the other stuff to get this going, to get this you know to the forefront, so people can have the music for they want for the music that they want for their RPGs. So uh, this will be awesome. So for the people that have listened to this podcast that have gotten in with the Battle Bards guys. Make sure that when you'll, you've already, by now, you've already gotten the email explaining what's happening. Go back into this, re uh, pledge. You know, let's get this funded because it's going to be great. Just for uh, signing up for for their email, I got a few things on my end as far as a couple of tracks that that they sent to me. So I'm gonna eventually, when I have some of my Dungeons and Dragons or you know some of my role playing, I'm gonna use that. Um, for for some of my ambiance because I think that this service is amazing and I can't wait to see it. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we have an interview with we have the interview with Mike and Alex and go check that out because that's going to be great. Uh, we also like to thank uh, Robert Modeski for um, working with us. He's got a game in development development right now. He had an old one that just didn't quite make it. It was it was a Kickstarter. Some things just kind of didn't meld right, but he's going to take his game somewhere else and he's going to restart it up. So keep track of our Twitter feed and our website because we'll be talking about that. And he's been great, so thank you, Robert. And then I'd like to mention um, uh, somebody new that, or some some new people that are that have kind of come into that have come to us for help, and we'd love to help them. And they've helped us quite a bit. Um, it's the crew from Midnight Zombie Marathon that we've talked about before. We'd like to thank Aaron Rams, Aaron Ramsby, Alicia Volkman, and Sharon Bloom. Okay, so um, like I said, if you go to if you go to Board Game Geek. 
and you look under the review for Midnight Zombie Marathon, I'll tell you exactly what the review is called. It's called uh, Midnight Train to Zombie Georgia, an MFG cast review of Midnight Zombie Marathon. We took a look at this game. Uh, this Midnight Zombie Marathon basically is a game of, right now, the base game is a game of chance. So basically what you what the theme of it is, is to get as much food and gas as you can and get the hell out before the zombies get you. So what you do is you flip over a card, if it's a food or a um, gas, then it has a number on it. So it says... 2 plus to get this. So if you roll a 2 pl- uh, if you you take either a six-sided die or you take six coins or six counters and then you roll or you flip them and then depending upon what the outcome is, you if you get that number or higher, you collect the food or you collect the gas. And then zombies will come and uh, when the zombies are there, um, you have, they'll also have a number. So it'll be like if you have a sewer alligator zombie, it's like a 5 plus, and then you have to roll a 5 or a 6 or flip for a 5 or a 6. And it's very simple. It's a It's got actually pretty family-friendly zombie art, so my 4-year-old played it and he loved it, you know, um, having the art that's not too gory and stuff like that, so it was a nice little fun game. So basically, if you're playing a one-player game, you can do, or even if you do a, we've done it with a two-player game. Basically, what you want to do is you just want to get as much food and gas as you can and get out. And then there's, uh, there, there's um, an easy, a medium, and a hard run. So if you do the easy run, then you get you have to get eight food and eight gas. If there's a medium run, you have to get ten food and ten gas. And if there's a hard run, you have to get twelve food and 12 gas before you get in, before you get eaten up by a zombie. And the way you get eaten up by a zombie is that you roll for it when the zombie comes up. If you lose, if you don't have anything if you don't have any food or fuel then you die. But if you do have some food and fuel and if you don't beat the zombie then you just get rid of one of your food or your fuel cards. So when we did a did a review, you know, we talked about it's a very simple game and it and it was like one of those simple things but it didn't didn't seem like there was like a ton of strategy, um, but then we we specified that if you know maybe they did a expansion for it that that if we if they did expansion for it then it could really see the uh, possibilities you know get bigger and the game could turn into something that has a little more strategy to it. Well, now that they've already hit their goal of uh, fifteen hundred on Kickstarter, which it only costs you fifteen dollars to uh, pay for the base game. Now they're putting in a way for you to also get the a way to play test and give feedback on the expansion that they have, and they also have a mini game called The World of Earl, which you can get, um, which you can get your hand on too when you, if you pledge, and then you can play test that and have your um, have your um, insight and feedback given to them and they'll take it to the game. Why am I going through this lengthy <laughs> lengthy way to telling you this? Well, that's because um, the people at Midnight Zombie Marathon at Arch Nemesis Games, um, they've been really nice in letting us also do this. So we are uh, we are actually going to get in on the playtesting of both. So we're excited to have our hand in a fun game and to to be able to build this into something that can be more than just a game of chance. So um, the 
for this, it's exciting because, you know, we've we've actually talked about making our own game, and at one point we started doing it. Well, life kind of gets in the way, and, you know, it kind of sucks, but eventually we'll get back to it. Well, with this, you know, um, they have a company that's already working on it. So now when they send us this stuff, we can give them our feedback, and we can work on a, a way of putting our little stamp on something that'll be out there in the ether for um, years to come. So... That's why we're excited to talk about this. So I'm sorry I've rambled on for so long, but I'm just really excited that we've been able to get the chance. And that's why, you know, I included it, I included it in this podcast because, wow, where we've come from the beginning. I mean, where, and I didn't reference this before, but I'll say it now. I am so very glad that even though things have changed quite radically in the podcast, I'm glad that my podcast partner, Mike, has been here and been able to help out. It's funny, he talks about how much he's not, I put my I put my air quotes out, not very good at conversation, but every time he talks, it's been beautiful. It's been great. I oh, mean, thanks. He, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it just to, just to, you know, like wet your whistle, but it's, I mean, every time you bring a lot of stuff to the table, which I don't, like I have, I, I will admit, I have a very bad memory at remembering things. So it's nice, like, you know, when we're talking about a review on a game and you're like, oh yeah, but what about this? And I'm like, oh yeah, duh. You know, because if it was just me, then I'd be like, I'd be missing so many things. So it's nice to have you to feed off of. I like to think of it like this. I like to think Mike, if you're like watching like a basketball game or something like that, I like to think Mike as the stats guy the numbers guy because he knows every little thing about every little game and stuff like that he's got all that information in him in his head and then i'm the color guy i'm the guy that's kind of like the the guy that kind of has the goofiness to be like oh hey you know let's do this you know and i tr- you know try to bring some goofy creativity to it and stuff like that and i think it's melded really well and i and i'm glad that not only has mike been here to give me that chance and but I also thank all the other people that I mentioned before that have been on that have, you know, let us keep this going, you know, because, again, it's it actually costs us money to do this. We're actually losing money to do this right now, which is fine because we love to do it. We love games. We love talking about it. I mean, we've been doing it for three years, so obviously, we you know, it's, nothing's going to stop us except for... Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even mention that because I was gonna say the the ultimates of all ultimate. But but uh, most of all, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. I mean, we can tell our numbers have gone up and, and exponentially. And every month I say this, and every month I mean it, and I hope it gets to be more and more as the days go on or as the months go on. If you are listening to this podcast and you really like it, tell us. Email us at mfgcast3 at gmail.com. Visit us on Twitter. I'm at mfgcast. Mike has his own 20-sided marble um, where he does some blog posts and stuff like that and random musings and stuff like that. Tell us how you feel about this podcast and how you feel about games. Heck, if, you know, I even think that, you know, if you like to talk, you want to talk with us, hey, we don't need to just interview people within the game community. Let's talk to just, let's just talk to regular fans. Let's talk, let's get something going. If you have something you're like, oh, I wish I had somebody to talk to about this. Like, I really like Euro games. I really just want to just bullshit about it. 
well, we don't know much about Euro games, but we'll listen to you and we'll give you a little bit of input. So, again, thanks to everybody that's you know made this what it is just a wonderful, wonderful time. So, anything else to add, Mike? <laughs> no, I think you covered pretty much everything you could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the review, shall we? A thrilling tale by. Pandora Katif. In a world of bandits. Hand over your gold and no one gets hurt. And knights. Where the gods have turned their backs on the world. Why have you come to this monastery? Where even the land is disputed. This is my farm. Get off my land. One city cried out for a hero. I can protect this town until the walls are up, but it's gonna cost you. From the crater of Downfall Pompeii. Carcassonne. Alright, now for the review. This month we decided to play Steam Park. From... Yellow, Aiello. They call it yellow, but I think I think it's like Aiello, like Danny Aiello. <laughs> but it's yellow. Steampark by Yellow Games. Uh, designers: Orialiano Bonfino, Lorenzo Silva, and Lorenzo Tucci Sorrentino, or Sorrentino. Yep, this is I do not do uh, people's names very well. Just in case you didn't know, this was actually produced, uh, published in 2013. Uh, number of players two four, and it uh, suggestive ages is eight and up. Wow, I can't even. Well, I suppose it's not that bad, but I, th- I still think an eight it'd be maybe it'd be hard for an eight year old. It might be. To actually strategize it, but I yeah. think if you just made it if you fun just and didn't really it, care about that stuff then that they much. could play it, yeah. yeah. I suppose Logan could probably play it and it wouldn't matter. Just, yeah. just tell him what to do. Playing time is 90 minutes. All right, Mike, I've talked a lot. Yes. Um, if you're okay with it, I would like you to describe what Steam Park is. Okay. First off, I don't think... It seems like it hasn't taken us 90 minutes, but maybe that's just because no. we played two-player... Yeah, I think if you had more if players, had it more could players, take a very yeah, long time. Because everybody's got to take their little turn and stuff. Um, Steam Park, I ended up picking up because I had seen it before, and it looked interesting. And I like amusement parks and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's very different than what you'd think of for an amusement park type of thing, I guess. But yeah. it's pretty much a game where you build a little park. Each person is building a park. Um to entertain robots, which was where the steam park part comes in. And so each turn, which I believe there was, is it six or seven? I think it's six. Six, on yep. Six on the map. just a little track. Track. Uh, six turns and then you're done. So it doesn't last too long. Everybody rolls. You have six dice. There is a build a ride spot side of the dice. There's a build a, like a stall. So like a bathroom or an information kiosk or something like that. There's a, a add a park guest side. There is a play a card side. And there's a clean up dirt side. Um, and pretty much everybody 
when you're going to roll, everybody rolls at the same time. They keep rolling and rolling and rolling until you get all the dice that you want. And once you get the dice, you grab the little token. There's up to four, depending on how many players are. First place, second place, third place, fourth place. So you end up, you know, taking your turn in whatever order. And then there's benefits to each of those spots. So if you have first place, you end up cleaning up four dirt in your park. Anytime you build anything, or if you have guests that remain in your park, they'll create dirt in your park and make a mess. So you want to keep getting rid of that, because at the end of the game, if you have 30 or more dirt, you automatically lose, no matter what you have. If you end up being the very last player, you actually end up with two extra dirt. I think it was two extra. So it's advantageous just to even try and get your dice rolled, and even if you don't get quite exactly what you want, you kind of want to get there quick before you get hosed over. And pretty much you go through in turns, building up little parks. There's these little cardboard stand-ups of different colors of rides. So there's, I think there was, I think it's seven different colors, if I remember right. And there's a three-space ride, a two-space ride, and a one-space ride of each color. And you can connect them up and make a really mega ride. And then you can also put in your stalls, which each have a different benefit. I know, like, if you have the bathroom or the restroom or whatever, if you roll the clean-up dirt side of the dice, normally you can clean up two pieces of dirt in your park. But if you have a restroom... For one of the dice that you rolled like that, you can actually clean up four, so you just double it. And each one of them has a different benefit, which is cool for your strategy. You can also trade in a dice from any side to build your park, because you have a certain amount of squares. You start out with 16, I think, on the main square that you start out with, and then you can keep adding four little squares to each side of your park and stuff to build up and make more room for rides and attractions and all that stuff. And the way you end up getting points is by having guests in your park on your rides. There's a spot, like if it's a three-spot roller coaster, you have three spots for guests. Um, You want to match up a color of a guest with the color of the ride. So you would want a red guest on a red ride. And then at the end of the round, you score how many... I think you, you get three... They don't call them dollars. It's something else. It's like... Delarios or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get three of them per guest. So you're trying to get the most amount of cash at the end of the game. You just keep on going through the six rounds, getting more money that way, um, building up your park, and then at the end of the game, you just see who has the most money. Um, you will lose money for as much dirt as you have left over in your park, so you really want to keep getting rid of that, because that's... I know that hosed me over really bad one time. I, was, I think I was at 28 or 29 dirt, so it really knocked my money down a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the sweeping is the is a big, big thing in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the look of the game. You know, it's 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 got some cool art with you know the different colored rides have different themes to it, like the the pink the pink is like oh it's love and you have a love castle. Yeah, yeah. The purple is like this big octopus. Um, roller coaster thing yeah yeah um i think the black was it's like a pirate skull type of yeah that one's definitely the coolest the blue kind of looked like it was more like uh i don't know like is that just the pipes yeah like the pipes yep yep almost like it was like steam themed you know with the 
with the steam coming out of it. I mean, steam park, whatever, yeah. but but that looked awesome. Yeah, the look of it is, is fun as heck. The little pad where you get to roll your dice and put them on is a little mechanical wind-up pig, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, that's kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, but it just was kind of random, but it's kind of random, cool. But it's cool. It would have been cool if they, they made the meeples into regular people. I think it would be cool if they actually made the meeples into robots. Yeah. Because I think that would have been cool if that was the concept for having the robots basically be the people. Mm-hmm. It would have been kind of cool to do that, but um, the meeples are fine because they're nice, tall meeples. Yeah, the strategy of rolling dice is it's really tough. It has a little bit of luck in it because, of course, rolling dice is a luck thing. And, uh, you know, I had mentioned this to Mike the last time we played it. I got screwed a lot with dirt because every time I rolled, I was rolling shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anything I wanted, I was like, damn it, I can't get what I want, you know? So, you know, you keep rolling, keep rolling, and keep rolling. At one point, usually I take all the dice, which you get six dice per player, and you and you roll them. Well, at one point, I was actually rolling them one at a time. I was like, go, 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 you know? Because it was just like, I cannot get what I want. This is ridiculous. One thing, too, I don't remember if we had talked about it. I don't, I don't know if you left out. But you, also, you have cards that you can play, too, yeah. to get... Um, to get uh, certain types of money to win at the end of the game too, which is a cool little strategy. Like, you know, one of them is like how many spots are covered up by uh, by green, yeah, like green parks, rides. green rides. Yep. Yeah. Or how many spots are covered up by your rides and your um, what are those things called? Uh, the the tents or whatever the kiosks or yeah, whatever. yeah yeah whatever we call those. But uh, yeah, it's it's a cute little game. It's you know it's it's very easy to learn. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny because at first when we saw all this stuff, we're like, okay, this is gonna be kind of hard to do. But once we got into into the the swing of things, I mean, I want to say it didn't even take us about a half an hour to play it, which right. is awesome. It's awesome to play a game that's got a decent amount of components and then go through it so quickly. You know, and I'm again, I'm sure it's gonna be a little more dicey once you get into f- four or five players or whatever but or three or four players because it only goes to four players oh it only goes okay yep i thought so, i thought that's what yep that's what i read yep yeah. <laughs> i did i did and it's denari that's the name of the money denari yep i think it's very easy a very easy game to teach people like that's the thing is yep we probably the first time of course we played it through we had the rule book out and we're going through everything through the whole thing and I think the second time already, we maybe checked the rule book a couple times, but mm-hmm. we already thrown it to the side. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest thing for us to remember was to just move that track marker to yeah, the next yeah, round. Yeah, that's true. Because I think one game we probably played seven rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> nice. But, and I don't think it made that much oh, of no, a difference either, but still. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that. The more, The more and more we play games, the more and more... Especially when we're doing stuff for the podcast, and this is something I forgot to mention when we're, we're talking about doing our podcast stuff like that. It's funny. It's almost like you know, it's almost like having a regular job now because we're like, okay, we got to play this game, we got to get it in, you know. And and if if something isn't very user friendly, it's kind of a bitch to do, you know. You're just like, you know, you play a game like again. Sorry to harp on Fantasy Flight, even though they've got great games, but. You go through a rule book, you know, and you're just like, Jesus, I just want to play this damn game. You know, I don't want to read for hours, you know. So, you know, if you think about it in that aspect, you know, 
A lot of po- a lot of gaming podcasts they do this once a week. I don't know how they do it. I'm sorry, but that is ridiculous. And I my hat is tipped to you. You know, when we do it, we don't we don't get together every day. We get together maybe once a week. Sometimes that that fluctuates. You know, someone's sick, we're out of town, we don't feel like it. I mean, hey, that happens. Mm-hmm. So when we when we're on on a good month, you know, we only play this game that we're going to review three or four times. It's about all we get. So, you know, if we take that first night trying to learn what that game's all about, well, that's one day that's pretty much wasted. And the other three nights, even though even though it is three days and that should be enough, sometimes sometimes it's kind of a hassle because, you know, you we want to give you guys, you know, our honest review of it. And sometimes, you know, depending upon how how much of a length it is to get to learn that game, it can be a hassle and can really kind of skew our numbers, so... But uh, yeah, this game is very easy to learn. I think will be very easy to teach, and I'm not a very good teacher, so it's cool to be able to be like, okay, this is how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's a game that can be kind of set to the side of the table because I usually have like we play at both of our houses off and on, and at the end of my table, I have a stack of games that just kind of sit there, and I feel like it's one that can sit there. And be one of those games at the end of the night where we're like, oh, we've got a little bit extra time, not a lot to play like a big game. We can get that game out. Yeah, yeah, which is cool because it is a big box game, but it is it's one that we can play quickly, which mm-hmm. is which is cool. So I think we've kind of talked about what we want to talk about. So Mike, what would you give this game on our patented, unpatented D eight scoring system? You know what? I've actually got the list of games from what we've done before in front of me now, <laughs> so I can kind of compare, compare, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with, you know, I can, I'm comparing it to some of these games here, and I am going to go with a six. Okay. Yeah. Because I compare it to like Small World Underground, Pandemic Contagion, stuff like that. That is definitely replayable, and I like the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not my favorite yep. favorite game. Yep, I hear yeah. you. When I when we fir- when you first said that you got this, I was like, God, I've been wanting to play this forever. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge steampunk fan, but when I saw the pictures of it, I'm like, this looks so much fun, and I can't wait to play it. You know. So then when we finally got it, we played it. It is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you. It's one of those that at any given time you can just pull it out, play it really quick, and be done with it. You know, it's um, it's not super rememberable. Oh, God, no, I'm I'm memorable game. <laughs> rememberable. Wow, English people. It's another thing you'll learn if you listen to this podcast. I don't know words. <laughs> and uh, but it's not super memorable. I mean, that's kind of rude saying that. I think, but. It's it's one of those games that it's fun to do. It's fun to just kind of go through, but it won't be that one I pick out all the time. You know, right. it'll be one of those like you said, if it's off to the side, like oh, we can squeeze that in. You know, in between, um, it's a cool little pickup game, and 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 um, I think you can play with a, a bunch of different people. I think you can play with people that don't normally play too many of what we call the hardcore games or whatever. You know. 
complex games, if you want to call it that. This one is very easy to just, you know, let anybody teach. So I think yeah. it would be easy to pull out. And for kids, it might be like, ooh, theme park, you know, yeah. that'd be kind of fun. It's oh, I put people for sure. Yeah, I'll put yeah. people on it. You know, it's got a little pig, cute, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, so I would give it a six also. So there you go. All right. There's our review. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you get a chance, go out and play it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. A movie by Matthew Percival. They thought it was safe to go out in the woods at night. They thought their soldiers would protect them. They were wrong. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking... Sheep. On this motherfucking... Colony. About to open some fucking windows. Hold on to your disc, because it's gonna be a bumpy ride. Catan, the movie. Now we're done with the review. Now we're gonna go into our top eight of the MFGCast podcast. Three-year anniversary... That's a long explanation for it. <laughs> but we're just going to go through our top eight of the games that we've reviewed through the three years that we've been a podcast. So um, we'll start from number one and we'll go up to number eight, which is the best. So number one is our botch, um, and I will start. Um, it's probably pretty huma- pretty human- unanimous. Yes, you can just speak for both of us. We didn't yeah. even talk about our list, but I know it's going to be the same. <laughs> Because so. it's the only game we have ever ra- rated a one, and it's the, probably the only game that we'll ever play that's rated a one, I'm sure. And it's Atmosphere. It's the at one point it was the VCR board game where it was just basically listening to some bad actor go <laughs> like the Crypt Keeper and uh, trying to get to the middle of this stupid board and being annoyed by this guy coming in every five minutes of your life. So, yeah, so that was it. And it's funny, too, because I know a lot of people that are very nostalgic about that game, which makes me laugh. (laughs) I suppose at the time, there's there's like movies and stuff like that from back in the day that you know are terrible, but you still love. Yeah, I suppose, like, if you actually played it back then, which I didn't, I I guess, maybe. It's like, I know I'm going to be... I know I'm going to piss off a lot of people, but it's like uh, um, like the Evil Dead and like, you know, like those movies like back in the day where like they were like, oh, they were those are so cool. And then you watch them now and you're like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Yeah. I still like Army of Darkness a lot. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun I watched, to watch. Yeah, I watched it the other day. I couldn't I couldn't get through it. Gosh, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just getting too picky in my old age. Yes, you're old. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that observation. You're welcome. All right. Well, let's uh since we've already done that, let's go to our number 2. My number 2 is a game that uh Mike had just kind of picked up out of the blue for Christmas for me one year and uh a game that I did not think I would like so like as much as I did. And it's uh, Cold War CIA versus KGB. It's another Fantasy Flight game, uh, Fantasy Flight Games game. It's a little card game. It's very easy to learn. It's very easy to play. I don't know. It's just one of those cool little strategy games where you you're trying to get victory points. So basically, what you're trying to do is you're just trying to use your different types of cards. You've got like the infantry and a couple of other ones that, for some reason, I can't get into my head right now, but. Yeah. Um, they all they all have different strategy, and you have to get a certain up as close to the certain number on the victory points on the uh, city card that you're trying to get to get those victory points, and then the first one to a hundred wins. And it's just one of those games where I I didn't think I would 
like all that much, but man, every time we played it, I'm like, oh, I could really play this again, you know? Mm-hmm. And we haven't played it for quite a while, but it's it's like that Steam Park. It's like I could, if I saw it sitting on the side and we had a little bit of time, I'd be like, oh, let's pull let's pull that out. Let's yeah. play that. That'll be fun. Uh, Mike, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Pathfinder Adventure Card Game Rise of the Rune Lords. Wow, that's a lot lower than I thought you would put it. I have a lot of other games to put higher than that. So. <laughs> well, obviously, Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, I I really like the game. Um, I think it's cool. Like it's an RPG type thing with cards. Um, we played it quite a bit. We haven't just haven't played it in a long time. Yeah, and it's one of those games that it's a little harder to get out because there's a lot of stuff to sort through and such a big box to carry anywhere. Yeah. Like if I can't take it places really because I have to keep it flat because <laughs> if you turn it up, you know, it's going to dump everything out. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, fun game. But that's, that's my number two. Nice. nice. <laughs> All right. So then we'll go to our number three. All right, Mike, what's your number three? My number three is the uh, legendary Marvel deck building game. Wow, that's another one I thought you would have higher. <laughs> yeah. We just we haven't played it that much lately for quite a long time, I guess. Yeah. But I always love my comic book games and I love deck building games. It just didn't hit as high as some of the other games that I have on my list. Mm-hmm. It was, it's kinda of, it surprises me too when I look at these Legendary and Pathfinder because I really really like them, but it's the same type of thing. It seems like it just takes such a long time to set up. Oh, gotcha. You know, um, and once again, traveling with that box of stuff <laughs> that dumps all over the place. Yeah, same deal. So that's yeah, a fun game, but it's not. When I went through my list, I went through like, what do I really really want to play again? Oh, gotcha. You know, and. I want to play them again, but I didn't have, like, as huge of a desire, I guess. Gotcha. To be like, oh, I really want to play that again. So that's how these two end up where they did. It's crazy to think about that because, you know, like, when we first played those, we were like, oh, let's play it again, you know, and we were really, you know, on our horse about it, you know, and now nowadays it's just like, well, well, I don't Maybe it's different for me. We'll see. But you know, it, it, yeah, it's it's crazy. Some of the stuff that you know, and I, I, you know, there's some things like that for me to where it's like, you know, you think about it, and you're like, oh, I was so high on that game, and now all of a sudden it's like, where did it go? You know. Well, the thing is, is my list, everything I rated quite highly. Yeah. So I mean, and they made my top seven of three years. Yeah. So they're still awesome games. Yeah. They're just not as awesome as other games that <laughs> I'll talk about later. Yeah, so I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, my number three was Magic. Um, we haven't played this in quite a while, actually. And it's funny, too, because um, now that you made the good, um, the, uh, good point about what do I want to play now, you know, um, I don't have any desire to play it. Right now, which is weird, yeah. you know, because we were just so gung ho about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the fact that I don't have any money to buy more cards, which is, you know, when you're playing Magic, a lot of times you have to kind of keep with it. You know, you can always go back to it, you know, but 
I always, you know, I feel like if you're really going to be stay competitive in the Magic the Gathering game, you have to keep up with it every month and every month. You know, we had this thing where um, to pay for union dues for the podcast, we'd pull in pull in our money, and instead of using the money for our podcast, we use it for ma- <laughs> for Magic. There's a little inside baseball for you. Um, so we did that a few times, you know. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but. Um, but yeah, I thought I had to include it on the list because we rated it really high when we actually uh, reviewed it. Um, but again, it's there's other things on my list that I am really more excited about than that. So yeah. eventually it'd be nice to go back to it and play that in between, but right now it's just a little lower on the totem pole. All right, now let's go to number four. I will... With number four, I will start and uh, go to the aforementioned Dominion. It's a game that when we first started playing it, we played it quite a bit. You know, do we ever play any of the expansions with it? You got Rick one. Oh yeah, that's right. That's I'm right. What expansion it was? Yeah, I can't remember one. So we got the one. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't remember it. I remember playing another expansion. It's very foggy, but we haven't played it in so damn long that it's mm-hmm. just like. I, I'd like to play this again, speaking of the play, you know, wanting to play yep. it, you know. So now that I got it back, I want to play it again, you know. And I understand it; pro- it'll probably get old again, just like any other, you know, card game and stuff like that. But I remember the fact that uh, everybody seemed to love it. Even my wife likes to play it, so it's cool to be able to bring that out for, you know, more than just us, you know. Yep. So, Mike, was your number four? My number four um, was Dice Masters. Yep, the X Men one, whatever the that Avengers was. Avengers versus the X Men. Yeah, because that's the only one that I personally have. Yeah, that's a really fun one to pick up quickly. Yeah, you know, like that would be that's always sitting there by my games. Yeah, on my table there. Uh, we haven't played that one in a while either. But that's just like if we have a few minutes, because <laughs> you can go through the. the I think it probably takes more time to set up that game than to actually play it. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to figure out what dice and what cards you're going to use. Yeah. But very quick game and very fun. And for us, you know, we love our comic book type games and stuff. So once again, that's an awesome game to play. Yep, for sure. I'll defer to Mike for number five. Number five, I have uh, the X-Wing miniatures game. Oh. Yeah. Which we haven't played in a long time, and it sucks because it's just we just don't get it out because I've got a lot more ships than when we played the last time. Yeah, we definitely need to. Yeah, because I have Millennium Falcon and I have some other ship, maybe YT yeah. Transport or something like that. I don't yeah, did you did you didn't you say you got one that kind of looked like Slave One, but it was different, or no. were we just thinking about that's out? No. Okay. Yeah, I. I yeah. would really like to play that again. It's just we just we have just it. haven't done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Star Wars card game is another one of those where you got me the expansion. I'm like, damn it, I want to play that, but we just haven't gotten yep. to it. Yeah, it's been really hard because it seems like lately we've been playing games that we've been wanting to review for the podcast, and that takes up so much of our time that we don't get to play some of our games that mm-hmm. we want to, especially games that take a little bit longer and have more of a setup like X-Wing does, you know? Yep, So. That'd be fun to play that again. Mm -hmm. Funny that you mentioned it. It was my number five also. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, we, uh, it seems like every once in a while we'll do that too. We'll be like, 
we really need to play that. Mm-hmm. We don't do it. We really need to play that. We don't get to do it. And there's so many other things that are out for it now, too, you know. And then you've got the, the Salt and the other games that are out, too. And it's like, oh, my God, I would just love to have it all to play. Yep. You know, but, uh, yeah, that's one that I, I mean, of course, it's Star Wars. If you've listened to this podcast since day one, we love Star Wars. We love playing the games behind that have the Star Wars license to it. And this game is phenomenal. And the miniatures are amazing and most of them aren't even mini most of them are huge now you know like the millennium falcon and stuff like that so yeah that's always yeah it'd be nice to get back to that one yep number six i'm going to reference one of mike's old uh, older games and i'm gonna our old numbers back on his list i think it was number two pathfinder adventure card game rise of the rune lords I, I remember really liking this game. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because making this list, sometimes it's kind of hard to be like, you know, I haven't played this game in so long that it's like, did I, do I still like it, you know, or whatever? But yeah. I just remember liking it so much. And I love the fact that, like, in regular RPGs, that you could level up your guys. Yep. And I'd Hold like... your stuff. Yep, yeah. and I'd love to get to that point where... We use that and get some of the expansions and play that into getting our guys up yeah. to where you know they're you know major badasses, so we can know where it goes from there. Because when we first played that game and reviewed it, we kicked its ass, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like to see if we you know if we play it again, if we falter, if we get in, into you know if we level up our guys, if if it makes a difference or not. So yeah, yeah, I I have several of the expansions, we just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd like to play it more again. Yeah. Just talking about some of these games, it's like, oh, I really want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get to that. We'll yeah. sneak that in with, with, you know, in between the stuff that we're going to review and stuff like that. What's your number six? Number six for me is Dominion, mm-hmm. which we had already talked about. That's been one that both of us, we've been talking about for a while that we really, really want to play again. So yeah. I'm excited to be able to play that again. Yeah. Since we, neither of us had it. Until now, so. yep, yep, yeah. So, yeah, so that'll be fun to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, I'm going to go back to another one of Mike's old games that he talked about: uh, Legendary Marvel, Marvel Legendary, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll lump villains in there and all the expansions that came that come with both of them. Well, actually, I don't, villains only has one expansion right now, but the reg, the original Legendary has a bunch. This is. You know, all my wheelhouse, you know, it's superheroes, it's a deck building game. I love it so much, you know. I haven't really lost my love for it, really. At one point, me and my wife played it a crap ton where I thought I would be sick of it, and I kind of was a little bit, but it's still really fun to play and see the strategy of it and where it goes. And that's a game that even though it's got a lot of components to it. I think that one is actually pretty easy to explain to people too. And I, like I said, I played it with my wife and, you know, I've, you know, played it with a couple other people and stuff like that. So, um, that game is just, I don't know, it's just really fun. And I, I don't mind playing that with anybody that would want to. So Mm -hmm. that's why I put it a little bit higher up on my list at number seven. So what's your number seven? My number seven is Sentinels of the Multiverse. Um, as far as superhero type games go mm-hmm. and card games go, really, really enjoy that game. And I've gotten, I don't know how many expansions to it now. 
Uh, quite a few. And yeah, I mean, and there's several more out there. I just think it's really well put together. I like that everything's got its own deck. Like every hero's got their own deck. Every villain's got their own deck. And it all depends on your strategy of when you're starting up the game, who's picking what characters and yep. stuff. Because if you don't have the right mix, you're really you're host. Screwed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, I I love that game, and it's so cool because unlike the deck building games, say Legendary or whatever. Everybody kind of ends up getting the same type of cards. Yeah. And you kind of sit there and you wait for the other person to play their turn. Yeah. You know, and there's not as much interaction. Sentinels of the Multiverse, you work together as a team. You want to know what the other person's doing, you know, to beat the villain. You're Everybody's talking around the table. Like, okay, I'm going to be able to do some damage if you can boost me or do whatever mm-hmm. or heal somebody else do that you know so i just think the interaction of that game compared to the deck building games that we've played i like it a lot yeah so that's why i put it there i just i love the art i love how much detail they put into each of those characters and they all kind of have their own little backstory you can imagine each of these characters without there being a comic book that you're reading along Mm -hmm. with it yeah you know yeah yeah i totally forgot about this game Oh, I didn't totally forget about it. When I was doing my review, I did see that game, and I should have I should have included it because I I I also very much enjoy that game. I like the co-opness of it. I like the story. You know the the thing like you said. It's like it has it's like it has a story, but it doesn't. You know, and it it but whatever it is, it 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 works it works beautiful and and it, it's a challenge too. You know, the times mm-hmm. we played it, there's. I would say more more times than not we lost. Yep. You know, got demolished. Yeah. And <laughs> and you know, in those kind of games it, it, it's saying something because if you still want to go back to that even though you know that there may be a chance that you may suck at it, that's saying a lot for that game. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they've been able to keep it up and you know, make that franchise where it is today starting from a humble beginning of being a Kickstarter to being a franchise now that's that says that says a lot. So that's awesome. All right, dun 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 dun. Number eight. So, Mike, I'll let you reveal your top eight first. All right. So my number eight. You already talked about. I actually went with magic. Wow. And the reason why, not so much that I feel like I really want to play it a lot right now. Yeah. Because it's kind of fallen off for me, too. Like, I haven't collected cards that much anymore or anything like that. I've got tons of decks, so I don't really feel like I need to build more or anything. But I feel like over the past three years, we have played the hell out of Magic compared to any other game that we had on the list at all. Yeah. Like, maybe we don't love it as much at the moment, but we loved this game through the years, and I feel like it's probably the game that we talked about the most okay. throughout the years. So I just thought it deserves to be up there. Okay. But is it truly your favorite out of everything that we've reviewed? Truly my favorite? Yes. At the moment? Not at the moment. Yeah. But it has been, but it has been. my favorite. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Like I said, right now it's fallen off a bit, but I still, like, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast where I've got 
a spreadsheet where I battle my decks and I'm trying yeah. to figure out what's the best. I still have that spreadsheet going. I still do that every once in a while. Oh. I probably, I think last week, I probably battled two decks against each other just to work oh. on that spreadsheet. So gotcha. it's there. <laughs> I'm still playing it, just not like I was before. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, you know, it de- it definitely got its legs during the podcast for sure. I think a big fall off for me, not even so much the cards, was that freaking video game that last one they put out. Oh yeah, twenty fifteen. That really kind of pissed me off. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? crazy. It really, like, the old ones were so good, and then I just feel like they kind of took a dump on the fans, and that made me be like, well, I don't really need to keep buying stuff from you either. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be like that, so. Yeah. That's, yeah. I gotcha. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, My number eight is something I've championed pretty much since we reviewed it. And it probably doesn't really come a shock to anybody. It would come to a shock to people that don't know me or know this podcast. But uh, I've ever since ever since I bought the DC deck building game, I've been in love with it. And mm-hmm. it's not it. You know, it probably isn't the best game out there. It's weird saying that. It's one of those games that every every time I think about it, I'm like, ooh, I like to play that again. That'd be fun, you know. And when we played the the crisis part, I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't want to play the impossible mode, but I'd like to take the villains from that and put it into, you know, because I've already got uh, the Heroes Unite, I've got the DC deck building, which they're two standalones, and then I've got the crisis. And I mixed the two the the two base games up, and then I was like, oh, I could just put the, some of these villains in with these villains, I could play it that way, you know? And then, you know, and then I'm thinking, well, maybe I can... Maybe I can figure out another way that I can take this game and I can, you know, we can make it into something else, you know. It's just, I don't know what it is. I, ever since, you know, I first saw that people were rating it bad and I'm like, well, screw that. I, this is the first game I'm actually going to take a chance and just buy it. If I like it, I like it, I don't, I don't, because I'm a big comic book fan. And then when I played it, I just, I liked it so much. You know, and it, it, it hasn't been something where, like, I have, suggested to Mike to, you know, play it a lot or, you know, anybody that wants to play it, like my wife or something like that, but it's it's always kind of in the background, you know, it's always kind of like, oh god, I, you know, it'd be kind of cool to pull this out, but, you know, I don't want to, you know, if people aren't in the mood, I don't want to force that on them, you know, but I don't know, I just, it's always been really fun for me, even if I've lost, it's it's just something that I always come back to, and it's, it's one of my favorite types, it's a deck building game. You know, that's been my thing throughout this whole podcast and through when we've, you know, started doing our, you know, complex gaming, hardcore gaming, whatever you want to call it. I've always liked deck builders and this is just one that I will always go to. So so you like that one better than Legendary now? Because back when we rated them before, DC was rated, we rated that lower than Legendary and it's got a lower rating than Legendary Villains, which we've reviewed a lot more recently. Yep. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually went back and I actually listened to some of our reviews and what we were talking about. And the reason why the review score is so low is because you guys reviewed reviewed DCDF only as a six. I reviewed it as a seven, so that brought it down to a six. Because I don't I don't like to do six point fives or whatever. We want to oh, yeah. do solid integers. So, did you do legendary 
for Marvel as a seven than two? I think so. I think okay, so that everything was even. Yeah, because Legendary Villains, I assume there was only two of us reviewing at that point, so yep. we had a seven on that. Yep. I think I probably did Legendary Marvel at an eight. I'm guessing. Yeah. Because I remember that I knocked Legendary Villains down one. Yep. Yep. That's so, right. So. Yeah. Yeah, so if you if you guys go to the MFG Cast page and you look on the right there, we've got the old we've got all of our old reviews and we've actually got what we've rated them, and that's just a, compo- a composite number of whoever was reviewing at the time. So if it was us, if it was us and Rick, if it was us and Urban, I took all those scores and I made it into whatever that averaged out to. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I even mentioned it when we reviewed DC Deck Building Game and the Marvel Game. I said, "Oh, you know what?" No, I think I'm wrong. I think I did give it a six. And I said I said something really weird like, I will give the edge to Marvel, even though I'm really excited, still really excited about this game, and I should it should still be at the same level. Hmm. But for some reason, there's just something about it that gets me, and I like it. So I will put it at number eight, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this is our... This is our uh, Top eight of all the games that we've ever reviewed in the three years we've been a podcast. So hopefully, hopefully, it's if you haven't played any of these, you know, go out there and give it a try. It's worth it. And listen to some of the old reviews if you need more info. For sure, yeah. Go back and then you can if if you catch us in a lie because I'm sure there's something I probably got wrong. You can be like, ha ha, and I'd be like, oh, screw you. <laughs> um, so that's it for that. All right, guys. Well, you've been with us. Through this much, and you've gotten through this podcast or this episode, and we appreciate it. Next month, I thought we could do, we could actually take a topic because it seemed like uh, uh, the last regular episode we had was uh, what could the game community do better? And that was, I think, our best uh, episode, and that was really fun. So I thought we could take this topic and run with it. I thought we could talk about why do we game? Do we do it to get away from our wives? <laughs> stinky wives or you know do we do we do it because work sucks and we want to you know immerse ourselves into something else or you know did our moms or grandmas play with us you know when we were young and it just stuck with us for you know as long as we've been alive uh you know or we just that obsessed that we just must play every game I'm sure it's a little bit of all that. <laughs> so I thought that'd be kind of fun to talk about. So talk about that, and we'll review a game for next month. We don't know really what we want in the chamber. So yeah. So until then, thanks for listening, guys, and we really appreciate it. Bye. <laughs>